Welcome to the After Credits Podcast, where we talk about the movies and the TV shows you love, even if we don't exactly love them. In this episode of the After Credits Podcast, the gang is back to talk all about Spider-Man Homecoming, the latest collaboration between Sony and Marvel. Stay tuned. I'm your host, Franco Dadza. Joining me today is... Rafi Rodas! And RJ Silverio. And today we'll be talking all about Spider-Man Homecoming, the latest addition to the Sony and Marvel Universe. Woo! We're back! Yeah, we're it's back. been a long hiatus, so uh, let's Very get right long. to it. Rafi, like what are your thoughts months. on uh, Spider-Man so far? Dude, we first... Obviously, we first saw Tom Holland as Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. and everyone loved him there then. And... And like when when they announced that there was gonna be a solo Spider-Man movie, and when the trailer came out, it was so hyped. And I can say that man, after watching this movie, I feel so proud to be a Spider-Man fan. I've been a Spider-Man fan <laughs> since I was freaking what five, six years old. I have a poster of Spider-Man in my room. I'm so hyped, man. Do, for do, this do movie. you have a poster yeah. of Tobey Maguire? No. <laughs> Let's not go there, man. Let's not go there. <laughs> But yeah, man, the hype. I mean, every time I log on to YouTube, damn, there are like little clips from the film. And so, like, you'd want to see them, but you know, you get spoiled and all, right? I mean, you've seen those things, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I watch a lot of NBA basketball, and like, throughout the NBA Finals, they were like showing some snippets yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah, right. of like Tom Holland trying to get in to watch the NBA Finals with Tony Stark. What the? Oh yeah, I saw that clip. The one with, uh, with John Favreau. Yeah, and then, uh, well, it's it's been a great show so far. The hype was there. The hype was real. Mm-hmm. And it, it paid off, right? Like, yeah. a lot of people <coughs> compared this movie to, like, the first Iron Man. Sort of like how wow. it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a new start to this franchise. This franchise, this Spider-Man franchise, has gone through a lot of, let's say... This is a second reboot, yeah, pre- pretty not, much. Sort of like it's gone through a lot of mediocre turmoil. Like, it, they weren't really bad films. They were memorable. Yeah. And they were good in the box office. It's just that... But it always ends up to shit when they start piling up all those villains in one film on the go and okay. it all goes to hell. <laughs> okay, that I agree with Orange. But I have to defend Orange, Orange, Andrew Garfield in this one. I like I, I him like. as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I admit, I like him as His Spider-Man. His performance was but, great. But, but, yeah. But the, the plot... The directing, of his films, the directing of his films, mm-hmm. it was bad. But this one, I think you can all quote me on this. I think that they found the perfect Spider-Man, the perfect Peter Parker, all in one. This dude ju- does gymnastics. He's a parkour dude. He's yeah. a parkour yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, um, well, not only did they find the perfect actor. They found the perfect studio to do it, which is Marvel yes. Studios. Well, yes. like, it's bad. It's Sony back with Marvel. Sony was really like humble about it. They they just didn't they didn't want to hold on to the IP for so long. Mm-hmm. They leased it. They they realized instead of making another shitty movie to keep their, <coughs> in, to oh keep yeah, including the, the, that Aunt May film that they planned to do. What? Yeah, what? they wanted to do that shit. Yeah. So instead of keeping making another Spider-Man movie that's going to be terrible to just make sure that they keep their license every five years they decided to say hey Marvel you make good movies mm-hmm. we'll give you the license to do it 
and we'll take some money from you. That's a fair deal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just pulled it off really well. The way they integrated Spider-Man from uh, Captain America Civil War is really good. Yep. And uh, after that, the, the fact that they were able to make their own story on it was really awesome. Right. It, it was a true homecoming. I think that was what they also wanted to refer to in their title. It was a true homecoming of Spider-Man back in his real home, the Marvel, Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about homecoming. So like the the basic plot here right now is uh, Spider-Man. He basically finished his job with the Avengers. He stole Captain America's shield. He went in the Civil War. Now he's just living a normal life with no like missions and like it's been two months. Yeah. So he's really bored right now. And then uh-huh. something pops up. And then there's like a whole scene where like he has to find out where these stolen artifacts are coming from. Well, more and of then, like stolen weaponry from the Chitari and the first Avengers. And Ultron. And, oh, oh yeah, there was like a little, there's a head of Ultron. I don't yeah. know where actually. Uh, yeah, so yeah. RJ, what, what are your thoughts on the plot of like, uh, can, I just, can you explain the plot a little I mean, bit more? Can, can, wait, first, can I just say, thank God there's no flashback of Uncle Ben. Yes. There's we no, don't need no flashback of Uncle Ben. Let that man rest in peace. Yeah. There's, no, there's no origin story. There's no origin the story. That's asked, what's great. Did you get bit by a sp- uh, How did you get the <coughs> Oh, I got bit by a sp- I know, it's just a little reference. Yeah. And it's yeah. over. There's also this one sentence where Peter goes like, I can't do that to me after all she's been through. Which yeah. I think is a reference to Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great that they didn't have to go to flashbacks and, you know, shitty, great power comes great responsibility um, thingy going on. Yeah, there's not even a reference of the code in the film. Wait. Do you believe that? Well, there's the... Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, there's no there's reference. The, there's a suit reference. Pseudo reference, it's, yes. It, it's a none. It's their suit code, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not really a reference to any of the previous ones. So I thought it might be if you're I don't know if you read a lot of comics. Mm, Could it be? Nah, uh, it's they always just slap on that code there. Yeah, as the, is. Yeah, Tony Stark makes a comment to uh, Spider-Man saying. If you're nothing without the suit, then uh, you don't deserve to wear the suit. Well, you could say that's a good rephrasing of the thing. It's oh. a fresh new take on the uh, idea mm. that the right, code comes right, in. Right. You know, uh, it's something I really like about this film <coughs> is that at the center of it, they did the complete opposite of what what most people think the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time, Spider-Man 2, did. Because Spider-Man 2, it was Peter Parker. Which one? The one of as as Garfield? No, 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 the Doctor Hawk. The Doctor Hawk. Yeah, yeah, the Doctor Hawk one. Because in Spider-Man Two, Peter Parker didn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. Ah. Uh huh. But in this one, they flipped it around. Peter Parker didn't want to be Peter Parker. He wanted to be Spider-Man with all the perks that come with it, the superpowers, the the all the people cheering for him. There's this one recurring guy. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, like he wanted to drop everything. Like he's the smartest kid in school. He pretty much is part of almost every club, apparently. Yeah. And now he just wants to throw that away, just so that he can become an Avenger. I mean, well, yeah. it's a great dynamic. I mean, it's refreshing to see that instead of like you know the usual Spider-Man films where the villain just comes in randomly, it's him going through high school him trying to find the villain this time around 
So and then and, one just and, pops up eventually. And they did capture the great <laughs> high school experience. Like, I know, I know. They nailed the teachers. They right? nailed the acting. Yeah. They nailed the way like the students just interact with each other. Yeah. And let's talk about the other characters of uh, Spider-Man, especially his high school friends. So number one, we have his uh, best friend Ned. He's uh, part Filipino. Part Filipino. We have to say disclosure. Yeah, we are. We're, we're Filipinos. Filipinos. We want to say that. We have to mention that. He plays his uh, nerdy Filipino friend. He's very supportive. And uh, eventually finds out that he's the Spider-Man, and eventually wants to like be a part of his life. Also, props to um, bringing in Lego into that shit. I love Lego. Sorry, Let's see, uh, go on. Yeah, oh, that star. Yeah, the, the that star, star thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah they even um, quoted it in the ta- in the yeah. in the credits yeah, the in the after credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Anyway, so like, there's there's that guy. There's a uh, what's the main girl? Uh, Liz. 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 The love. The love interest. Is it short for Elizabeth? Or just Liz. Let's just call it Liz. Anything. But I I read somewhere that she was actually part of the comics. She's one of like Peter's one of really early like really early loves and all that. Is this from the Ultimate Universe or just no? I I I think was from the Amazing series. The Amazing series. So Liz plays uh, Peter Parker's love (laughs) interest. So she's like a senior in high school. And Peter Parker is just a sophomore, so it's kind of cute that way. Yeah. Uh, Who else do we have? Uh, Oh, we have Michelle. Michelle, she's this like yeah, this yeah. emo kind of girl. She's very self-aware. That's what mm-hmm. I love about her character. Yeah. Like she always makes these snarky remarks. Like, I love the part that the homecoming where it's like everyone's saying hi to Peter and it's like, oh hey, middle finger. I mean, like that's that's really she really acts like a high school kid. Because like, really, like, sometimes when we see each other, we just greet each other with the middle finger. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god. Yeah. I just realized it. Yeah, most so relatable character. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I, I, I really like her, her character. I mean, at, at first it, it, it came off. Her character came off as kind of annoying, and mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know why she always there. Yeah. And and then and the fact that she's played by like a kind of established actress Zendaya mm-hmm. makes it a bit suspicious, also. But then you know, eventually in the end, the twist. We can say the twist, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's MJ. She's MJ. Oh, wow. Wow. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say it's forced. It, yeah, it's not a big spoiler, so we can yeah. touch on it. Yeah. But the, 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 the reaction she made after, like when, you know, when Peter yeah. Parker left, that's like, she's that, she had that look that said, oh, I think I have a crush on you. Peter. More than a crush, she stalks him yeah, everywhere. Stalk, yeah, especially detention, like. Yeah, why is she even following him? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, I actually thought, do you guys remember like, when Liz was going, like their last, conversation with Peter before that there was like a blonde girl who hugged Liz I actually thought they were gonna make that girl into like Gwen Stacy or something oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah they, she was featured a lot in the, yeah. she was seen on like the school television like yeah. three times already right. oh can I just say in context of love interests that they didn't this film for at least for once didn't focus on that aspect cause you know that like if you see the first trilogy of Spider-Man and of course, the past two amazing Spider-Man films. There's always that subplot between the love interest, like yeah, I guess, guess like 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 how it's like like it's two love separate interest. stories. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 like it's it's in the previous Spider-Man man movies. It's like love interest or Spider-Man duties, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and pretty much like. They try to make it seem like that's the grounding thing for Spider-Man as a 
as both being a normal citizen and as a superhero. Yeah. Where at least this one in this new incarnation of Spider-Man, we focused more on him trying to become the superhero that he wants to be without, you know, trying to cloud him, um, cloud himself from the so-called yeah. humanistic um, grounding that he needs. Yeah, and like Spider-Man, like, <clears throat> he really wants to impress Liz. Yeah. Like, he finds out that Liz has a crush on Spider-Man. I think it's more of him impressing Tony Stark, but yeah. Maybe yeah, Liz. Tony Stark and Liz. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's his crush, he wants to impress her. And then mm-hmm. like, there's this like Indian bully, uh, Flash, Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson is actually like one of his like main bullies like in the comics and in the previous yeah, movies. Yeah, he's always calling him yeah. out that but, you're, but, but, yeah, you're but friends with Spider-Man but he's never right, there. Right. But Just thing- like your uncle. Why don't we go there? Let that man rest in peace. <laughs> anyway, um, like, <laughs> rest in peace, Uncle Ben. What the other thing I like about this movie, and this, this is also um, <coughs> related to Flash Thompson, is how this movie is um, really disregard. Although they're in a high school setting, they don't fall into the trap of setting high school stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Where Flash is the bully, but you know, he's not a jock. Yeah, he ain't white. He's just the rich yeah. guy. He he's part of the decathlon. I mean, come yeah. on. He's well, he's the reserve, but yeah, pretty much. So yeah, I mean, it, it's not just Flash. It's the whole school. You see Asians. Mm-hmm. You see you see um. Well, you just yeah, don't saw see that white kids. You saw that montage. Yeah. You saw that montage at the beginning, like um Peter Parker walking through the halls. It's like. There's so much diversity in that hall. Yeah, I know. Like some nerds playing with their drones. There's some, so many nerds. Some there aren't any jocks. Yeah, right. I saw these Jewish guys. Oh, are they are they Jewish? The ones with I don't want to get into um, racial they probably, stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you bring them? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just thought they were you, Jewish. You tell, sorry for all them Jews out there listening. The diversity and tone, just from the very opening line of Spider-Man. What they go. Uh, like I used to draw cowboys and Indians, <coughs> and the guy goes, oh. "It's cowboys and Native Americans now." Right. Ooh. So you gotta be culturally yeah. appropriate. So like, mm-hmm. I I love how this Spider-Man movie gets with the times. Mm-hmm. Knows it's it's set in twenty seventeen, not in the nineteen sixties when Spider-Man was first introduced. So I love how what Marvel is doing with this character and what's it doing with the high school context <coughs> in the Marvel universe. Can you imagine that there's a high school? In the Marvel universe, yeah, because yeah. we're yeah. So I guess with the past few films, we've been so focused on like the adults doing their thing, make becoming superheroes and whatnot. That for once we actually have, you can see the first big teenage superhero. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to say something about that. Like, you know how. One of the big reasons why Spider-Man became popular mm-hmm. was that, like, in the sixties, you know, you know how we all have this really big superheroes, Superman who lives in Metropolis, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Batman who lives in Gotham City, right? And then Stanley thought of putting this little tiny team, mm-hmm. make him a superhero, and put them inside a real city, New York. Yeah, yeah. From that Queens. made all Queens. <laughs> yeah, that made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um. It, it became so different for so many people. He was so relatable. He made so many mistakes in the early uh, stage. In the early comics, it was just him in high school. And mm-hmm. I think that was reflected pretty 
really well here in yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. And to reiterate this, this show is for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Parental no. guidance is recommended. Because... Uh, <laughs> hey, hey. Okay, I'll, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story. So, so me, we were watching it in the cinema. So there are parents, <laughs> there are kids. And then there's this one line. Actually, it's a, I'll spoil it a little bit. It's, but it's a very funny line. So uh, Ned, he's actually helping Spider-Man by like in the computer, in the high school computer, yeah. like navigating around, just telling Spider-Man where to go and all this. And some teacher comes and walks into Ned and says, what are you doing? And then Ned just goes, uh, I'm watching porn. <laughs> and then, dude, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in one near the front row. There's a kid behind me. I could swear his voice sounds like a five-year-old kid. He turns to his dad, Dad, what's porn? <laughs> and then the dad goes, I'll tell you, I'll tell you later, son. Later, 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 from now. Yes, son. And then, no, that's, just, that's, that's not just that. He says it again, Dad, what's porn? Another, like, two minutes after. And then another two minutes after, he says the same line. It's that, just, he's going that, to Google it. Oh, my God. What, what you've been, oh, my God. Uh, what you've encountered there is a very, very, very rude awakening for the yeah, child. Like, it's really like parental guidance. And at least I put there on teen mm-hmm. just for that. Because imagine like a five-year-old kid. I think it is PG, right? It's, it's PG. But yeah, that, that shit came up. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. So like, <laughs> yeah, I just laughed so hard when the kid just asked his dad of that. And then, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, that, let's talk about, yeah, we haven't talked about the villains yet. Oh. So we have uh, Mike, Michael Keaton playing the Vulture in Spider-Man. Oh, so what a uh, casting. Let me first ask this question. What do you think about the choice of the Vulture as the main villain? Like, he, he's not really a well-known villain, right? He's right. actually the first, one of the first. One of the first. He's villain. actually the second, actually. Like, the first one is the chameleon. Second one ever was the vulture. Yeah. Oh. So. But he's not like one of the mainstream villains. Well, well not really mainstream. Like in the video games, you not, see Venom. Well, not really. Yeah. If there's a memorable, um, if there's a memorable villain, would it be uh, would have been Venom because he's like the arch nemesis. Yeah. And he has almost like the same powers or even much more brutality, whatever. What the crap. Um, but with the vulture, it's like. It's a good villain to choose because, in a sense, the vulture was placed at a time when Spider Man was being introduced into the Marvel Universe. And you know, you want to see him build up as a hero first before getting into like really tough yeah. conflicts. And, you and can, it's great. And you can also see the vulture built up as a villain because they also <clears throat> build up on his backstory as mm-hmm. well. Like, he used yeah. to be like he works for the city government and. Fixing, uh, in the cleaning up the mess that the Avengers had. Then eventually, yeah. Iron Man's company came in mm-hmm. to like clean up, <coughs> clean up the stuff for him. So basically, all him and his friends are out of jobs, and we say, oh, we still have this, this uh, Chitauri, Chitauri garbage. So yeah. they decide to like make yeah. some arms out of it and sell it. Yeah, and then you right. could, it, it really matches his name. Like the Vulture really was just scrapping along right. the, mm, the Chitauri yeah. remnants. And building his own like mini empire that right. Spider that uh, Spider only found out about just now. Mm. Yeah, you have any thoughts, Rafi? Oh well, I, I was actually honestly I was actually surprised their choice of villain because like I, I consider I, I consider like because like here like the Spider-Man villains I consider to be I, I consider Spider-Man's villains to be top two. Like the collection of villains to be top two ever, only behind <coughs> ba- only behind Batman's villains. Mm-hmm. 
and like in terms of like the diversity diversity um uh importance um context uh the creative thought that comes into making those villains i think spider-man's villains come number two because there's so many memorable ones yeah. and, and I, I i organize them actually in like layers and i the first layer would be the famous ones I actually think RJ actually think Green Goblin is Arch Nemesis, mm-hmm. and then there's Doc Ock, then Venom. I think those those villains yeah, are like number the one. Yeah, the Tobey Maguire ones. Yeah, the Tobey Maguire ones. And then you have the like <coughs> the level two villains. I consider like Sandman. Yeah, Sandman. You have the Lizard, and I consider Vulture to be like a level two villain. Mm-hmm. Together with like maybe uh, uh, Mysterio and Craven the Hunter and all those people. But um. I, I like what they, what they did with the vulture in this movie actually like um how they built up his backstory as you guys said and how and his um his uh philosophies you know is uh, like fight for the fight for the working class yeah. philosophies oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's 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 <laughs> very trump like like we're going all places with this <laughs> yeah. right i, I mean i mean you, you got to talk about like his motivations his philosophies yeah. as like a villain because that, that's what makes the villain interesting what's what, what's his not just his backstory, but what's his um, what makes him push? Mm-hmm. What yeah, you know, because he was basically bullied by the government. Right, like, yeah. you guys not only the government, the but Tony Stark. 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 Yeah, and the elitist, the, the elitist, the one percent, the one percent. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mention the one percent in the film? No, no, no. no. But Tony Stark is one. His face is one percent. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, dude. I mean. I, I, I really like what they did with the vulture considering like the context of the day, especially like with you know, so many talks about um you know, the divisions between the upper class and the, the middle class. Not just in terms of uh, uh financially, but like you know, in ter- I'm going deep here guys. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I like this for a podcast. But, but like you know, you know, I mean like in terms of like um uh like position and like um, how how they're seen in society, right? You, you know how people cheer on Iron Man and all these big ass superheroes, Captain America, all these they they almost consider them as gods and all that, right? And then we have this guy, yeah, you know, we save someone's stolen bicycle. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, this oh, Spider Man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Also Spider, I'm talking about Spider Man also. Like, and it also relates yeah. back to him, because like you know, I I think that's what makes Spider Man so relatable and why he's one of my favorite superheroes ever like man he's one of us yeah <laughs> he's one of us man he'll always be people. one of us one of the people <laughs> yeah, from queens yeah and um all right so let's go down the list uh okay okay uh donald glover he plays uh Ooh. he has a sm- very minor role but i really was disappointed that he wasn't miles morales that would have been such a good twist. Uh, can you give us context? Who, who is Miles Morales? He's the Spider-Man of another of the Ultimate Universe, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's Ultimate Universe, whatever. But he is... Uh, they like he, take the place of Peter Parker eventually. Not really. They're in two separate universes. I don't think Marvel does that, right? They do that, but then they clashed it recently in um, some storyline. Uh, yeah. It's a secret empire. My... So Donald Glover, he plays the role of like a petty criminal, and right. then Spider Man like interrogates him and asks him where the the main bad guys are. Mm-hmm. My theory is because Donald Glover, he he's a good he's a big name actor, mm-hmm. right? So my theory is he's the guy that killed Uncle Ben. I like that theory. He's the, the one who killed Uncle like Ben, theory. and then like 
Like, because I feel like he's going to be in the next Spider-Man. He has to be, play a bigger role. Because so, there's no point in casting him. Right? There will be that um, continuing subplot about Uncle Ben's death. That yeah, would... because like he'd be a good innocent bad guy to kill Uncle Ben in an accident, and then Spider-Man would be like torn apart. So you're predicting that there might be a callback to Uncle Ben yeah. in the second one. Because like they mentioned that Don Glover's character <laughs> has a criminal record. Mm-hmm. So that criminal record is killing Uncle Ben. Maybe. But yeah. I in an accident. But mm-hmm. I, I'm like I'm really wondering how it would tie in eventually I mean there was no mention of Uncle like of anything well of Uncle Ben aside from the fact that um, Peter said that hey you know Aunt May's been through a lot already yeah. so yeah here's I, my take on it like um, I think that it's good for this film that they didn't mention Uncle Ben because mm-hmm. it's so refreshing yeah mm-hmm. I mean you know let the, as I said before we've seen it five times we've yes. seen it like Ten times, I think. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think the next step but, up is if Superman would never have his origin story again. <laughs> but, 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 but then the thing is, like, here, here's, what, here's what I'm thinking. Like, Uncle Ben is so integral to the Spider-Man mythos that I think they'd have to mention him at some point or another. Yeah. Maybe it's gonna be in the next film, maybe not. But then I think they have to mention it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It could be like Fast and Furious when he's actually alive. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Oh, we found this guy alive. He may look familiar. And he has amnesia. <laughs> what the hell? What? Oh my god. But yeah, are you, um, continue, continue. I mean, there. I mean, like, uh, yeah. well, speak. Yeah, I mean, I like the the idea of having. An Uncle Ben, an Uncle Ben, a solid Uncle Ben reference in the, in other in the, the succeeding films. Just not you know, just don't kill him again. Just yes. yeah, no flashbacks. No flashbacks. Come on. They might make a flashback. Yeah, I don't well, know, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably. Yeah, and then uh, let's talk about. Well, speaking of Uncle Ben, why don't we go to Aunt May? Aunt May. Oh yeah, Aunt May. Aunt I didn't say that. That was Franco Dagelen. You can search him up on Facebook, add him, or you know, oh, report shit. him or something. No, no, no. no. But I've been hanging out with John a lot. Yeah. So like... Oh, John Mongpin. Yeah, you should uh, search him <laughs> up as well. But yeah, like everyone's just talking about it. How like everyone just... That, uh, yeah, that she's a very hot aunt. And the fact that she's you know, single, yeah, and it's a very it, uh, it's funny how they made it a recurring thing. In yeah, the, it, the it became first. a meme. It's funny, like I mean, I, I like what they did with the character. They made it modern. I, it's not really modern. I but, want to see that they, Aunt May film come to life now. She's like a millennial, her. though. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, she's like your cool, cool cr- mom, quirky, the teachers, quirky aunt. her nephew how to like go to a prom and go yeah. to homecoming. Mm-hmm. I I love their I, I love their chemistry. Tom Holland and yeah. Marissa Tomei mm-hmm. really really good. Although I was expecting more uh, interactions between Robert Downey and Marissa Tomei, oh, but uh, we'll save it for the next time. Yeah, but he's already getting married, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh yeah, that engagement thing. What's <laughs> yeah. well, what do you guys think about? the overall plot I mean I like how it ties up 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there's sort of like it's really based on the vulture's character. Almost all of the plot is generated by the vulture, mm-hmm. and like it's how it's really nice how the vulture's like subplot interacts with Spider-Man's subplot because there are like the backstory of vulture like really integrates with like how Peter Parker comes to be things like that and then uh well the villains were pretty good like the fact that they he even has like a sidekick called the shocker oh he's a he's a he's a he's a second yeah what you said the second tier um villain yeah I I just remembered he he was in the PS1 Spider-Man game I played he was like the first boss the Mm -hmm. shocker Oh, yeah. did he have like the electronic plate? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he had the yellow jumpsuit yeah. and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's I good mean, that like mm-hmm. this guy just also is a, a, a character from the comics. Yeah. And, well, that's... I could say that's one way to, you know, add a, uh, another villain into the story. Whereas, you know, not yeah. jam-packing it. Like in Spider-Man 3 or Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yes, Sony. You heard me. Alright, let, let's talk about Sony. So, like, let's talk about the future of Sony. Thank do God there's think, not much product Do you think they'll now. lease it again? I, I Could they lease they, it? I think they might. It's already, like, it's already confirmed that Tom, um, Holland Tom Holland's be, gonna be in both um, um, Avengers, Infinity, whatever films. Ah, Here, here's what I'm gonna say about it. Imagine the backlash if they don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, what if they keep Tom Holland but it's not Marvel producing it it's uh, Sony producing it I mean they keep the cast I mean I love Tom Holland they keep yeah. the cast except Iron Man well that's what they're, it's rumored to be like at first they'll lend it to Marvel and then eventually you know, Sony will just take it back but let's just hope that doesn't happen I know they're gonna do their own Spider-Man universe like they have a Venom yeah they have a Venom film coming up with, with uh, Tom Hardy Tom Hardy playing, playing Venom and then they're gonna put Carnage in it as well. Who's it's Carnage? Like, Carnage is the more fucked up version of Venom. Yeah, he's like Venom but red and all. And he's he's uh like, it's a symbiote that takes, um, a serial killer. Yeah. yeah, it takes control of a serial killer. So, um, who um Eddie Brock was just like, he's just like a low level criminal. This guy, um, this. I forgot the name of the guy who who gets who turns into Carnage, but he's a fucking murderer. Like he kills, and with, when that symbiote binds onto him, he goes on a rampage. Personally, I think that's gonna be a crap movie. <laughs> I mean, I mean, see, I mean, I, I, this is what. Uh, sorry, I better like. Uh, what Sony is planning? How can you do a movie with just Venom and no Spider-Man? I I don't have any high hopes for it. That's why I I, I really I really. It's, it's going to be Venom versus Green Goblin. No, no, let's not go to Spider-Man well, 3. Let's not go back to that shit. Please, no. But please, please let them have what if, an agreement again with Marvel. Please let Spider-Man... What, what if Tobey Maguire is Venom? <laughs> My God. My God. No. No. No, I was... And then there's a line from Tobey Maguire now. Coming from saying, no, I was just once like you, you know, Peter. <laughs> Spider-Man, no more. Spider-Man, no. <laughs> <laughs> great power comes great I just hope he doesn't bring back the emo dancing. No, uh, the emo <laughs> Spider-Man with the dancing. Oh, man. Yes, dude. So <laughs> I want to see it again, man. Like, oh, my God. Either Tom Han has an emo phase in his... No, it would be cool, though. Puberty. Please, no. No, it would be cool. 
If they if ever they do push the Uncle Ben flashbacks, it should be Tobey Maguire. It has to be. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, like it's just so funny now. Like Marvel Universe is Marvel Studios is very self aware, mm-hmm. and if they put Tobey Maguire in, everyone will just laugh. Yeah. So it's just good. I mean, like there's not. I don't know. They're not. It's not really a super serious movie. Mm-hmm. So it just. I mean, Tobey Maguire. Even not. Even if he's not like a major character, just. G- Put him in a cameo! Please! Put yeah, him in a cameo! Little... Make me speak one or two lines, I'll be so happy. Yeah, yeah, he's not as expensive as like James Franco, so it's okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is James well, Franco yeah. that expensive nowadays? He's a bit more expensive. Yeah, I'd I say. Mean, he has a lot more like high profile movies now. Um, what, why him? You know that film? What's that? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't he, he, played him, he played himself again. Oh. Like, oh. like, you know how he acted in the interview, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something nice. like that. You know? Actually, uh, speaking of like the future of Spider-Man, like I I, I read in an I read in an article once that um, Tom Holland was speaking with like Marvel executives and like nothing set in stone yet, but then like he's saying that he's he's he he was saying that you know how in the comics we see Spider-Man from a really young age in high school and now he's like a full-blown adult with a with like a. With a wife and everything. Is he pitching? So, so, so like he, he, he what? Is he pitching to do it till he gets older? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that, 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 that's, oh. that's what he's doing. Like if, if everything is, is is if all the agree all the contracts or whatever if they put it in place mm-hmm. like they're talking about putting Spider Man in a, in his own narrative for mm-hmm. a long time and I think I mean that's I, I don't know and now like how long can they stretch it? I know, like, like there are two sides of the coin. Like, mm-hmm. we see Tom Holland now so vibrant, so enthusiastic about the role, and, and that's all good. And the plot is really good. So, like, now I'm thinking it's a good idea. But then let's see if like that's I'd, I'd now, like to I'd like to add. Um, there are a bunch of Marvel TV series coming up, uh, like a lot, um, and a lot of them involve teenage characters. Uh, for one thing, you know, the Runaways. It's um, like the um, it's like Marvel's answer to Teen Titans. It's like a bunch of kids who are the children of supervillains, so they have powers and all. Oh. But then you know, like old old teenage fashion, they rebel against their parents. They fight. So in a sense, they're like superheroes. So they could theoretically, like you know, there little, could there could be some characters from Spider Man that could pop in from that. Maybe because you know that's w- what well what. Kevin Feige from Marvel saying the TV universe TV universe and the movie universe they're tangled in some way but for some weird reason they still haven't merged so you know there's still that possibility we can't rule oh, oh, can the Feigster oh yeah Feigster thank you thank you so much I really hope you see the Defenders and yeah Avengers. what are you looking forward to now in the in terms of the Spider-Man franchise I guess this is a franchise now. Not yeah, yeah, it's a franchise now. The sequels already confirmed. So I guess more on. Yeah, I guess more on. I am just more curious about how, like, they're gonna develop that dynamic, especially now that he's eventually gonna be part of, um, Infinity War and uh, next Avengers film. So. That's gonna take quite a huge toll on him as a character, and I want to see what that will, I know, lead him into in the se- sequel. Wait, does Tom Holland like do 
does he do his own stunts? Sometimes. Most. Most. Yeah. Most of the time. Nice. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I, I've seen his, like, fit, his, like workout videos and yeah. like, that guy can flip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess it's like if it's, it's the very play, dangerous right? stunts. No, they won't. Yeah, of course, it. of course. They won't dress. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, what are your thoughts on the movie so far? Like, what would you give it? What, what would you recommend? I, I have to say that since it's a second reboot, it's I always find it. Well, I found it super like refreshing to see that. You know, this is a this is a younger take on Spider Man, and I've seen like we've seen the Spider Man Spider Men that came that came in. That came into our lives, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield. It just kept getting better, but you know, it went to shit. Uh, <laughs> for, for both the franchises, but you know, it's great to see how um, it's becoming so much closer to the comic book version of Spider Man. He's being, being really witty, for one yeah. thing. It's a homecoming, man. It's a homecoming. It's a homecoming. Yeah, so bring him home. So how would you rate this homecoming, RJ? Oh man, I'd give it an eight, eight out of ten, easily that. Yeah. Any flaws you see? Mm, none that I, none that I haven't um, noticed yet. Maybe it'll, it'll take me a while to. Uh, All right, Rafi. Okay, first I wanna like say what I'm looking forward to actually in the in the next few movies. I want more emotional content. From Peter Parker, more emo content. No, no, not emo. Not, 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 not Spider-Man not, not emo. Not man. Spider-Man emo. Not like Garfield jerk. But like you know, like one of the main things, one of the main reasons why I like Spider-Man is that he's a very fragile character. Also, like he's lost so many people. I want Marvel to break him. Mm-hmm. Like, like <laughs> not like the Dark Knight. Well, not like the hey, Dark Knight. The, the but bird. then, man. I, I mean, we, we, got, we, we caught a glimpse of it in this movie. Like, that was my favorite scene when he was crushed under the concrete. And he was and asking for help. He can do it Spider-Man. Like, I, I got goosebumps. That's, a, that's an Oscar moment. That's Oscar yeah. moment. I got goosebumps, man. Like, I, I want more more stuff like that. Not not physically break him or anything like that, but then, like, really emotionally, like, torture like, him and see how Spider-Man, being Spider-Man, can climb out of that or swing out of that. Like, yeah. something yeah. Was, like, something from... You know how they um, built him up as a character in the original trilogy. I mean, you saw how he was. Yeah, as a, yeah, as right, a, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. How, how he was how, as a character. Yeah, maybe I, 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 maybe I want to take, I want maybe I want Tom Holland to take a little bit of uh, Tobey Maguire's emotional vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I'm saying. But other than that, dude, he's really a refreshing, really good. Spider-Man. Oh, I'm so hyped with this movie, man. I give it a... I give it a... Oh, I give a solid 9. nine. Solid right, 9. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm also really generous as Rafi. I, I really love this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sort... Well, my expectations... It's made by Marvel. Produced by Marvel Studios. I'm expecting it to be a good movie. And it actually was a good movie. My only gripe with it is <clears> that... Uh, there's one final... The final battle. It's not as climactic... As you could mm, say, yeah. I mean, it's it's there's a de- the oh, choreography was just average, I'd say it was okay, but that's my only gripe with it. Sort of like how Iron Man one had like average choreography towards the fight scene at the end, mm-hmm. but then like everything else, the acting for not just Tom Holland, but for everyone else, everyone underneath the main villain, the the classmates of Tom Holland, 
they're all like nailed perfectly. Even the teacher of uh, the 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 cap the, the professor of the decathlon team was like a really funny guy from Silicon Valley. <laughs> and then the uh, trauma in his eyes after <laughs> everything that happened in DC. Yeah, and uh, with that, I would give it a solid uh, nine as well. All right. And then um, with that, I'd like to say uh, thanks, guys, Woo! for listening to the After Credits podcast. We'll uh, make more, we promise. We'll make more. We're actually going to have another meeting with uh, Nigel. And they the don't guys. need to see you hear that shit. They don't need to hear we'll the behind the scenes stuff. More and try they to don't like need to hear the behind the scenes stuff. Make it more up. They don't need to. Uh, yeah. And then, although, uh, speaking of the after credits in our after credits podcast, we should uh, be sure to take note there are two after credits scenes mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, one of them will lead you to the next Spider Man movie, the next one will make you laugh. So, uh, laugh and be disappointed. No, what? no, no, well, just yeah, laugh. Just I laugh more yeah. than being yeah. disappointed. So, uh, check it out for the check out the two after credits scenes. Mm-hmm. And with that, thanks again for listening to the after credits podcast. Yeah, I'm your host, Franco Dajlet. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, right. let's do our plugins, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, go to our website, uh, www.aftercreditspodcast.com. Yes, Facebook. We have a Facebook page, like that shit. Podcast. Um, like we have iTunes, iTunes run iTunes, give us five stars, please. Yes. I oh, mean, like, how hard is it to rate us? Oh, and if you have, um, and if you have any films that you want us to review, whether old, up, new, present, whatever, um, just just leave it in the comments in yeah, our email our us posts. at like uh, aftercreditspodcast.gmail.com. Yeah. Um, let us know what you want us to review. Yeah, whether it's like an old film, we can just check yeah. it out on DVD. And, we love uh, talking about movies. Just yeah, and, give uh, us anything. Bad. Probably down good. the pipeline, we'll try to do a give game something of, bad so we'll do a Game of Thrones hype good. podcast and a hype and prediction podcast <laughs> soon before Game of Thrones comes out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we'll I have not seen. I've only seen one trailer so far. All right, so um, yeah. we'll keep that in mind. With that, guys, thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Franco Dajlet. Uh, we have Rafi Rodas and RJ Silverio. And good night, guys. Peace. Woo! See you.